the first question that comes to mind is like, what does it mean? What what does it mean to give glory to God? What is that word? It's kind of one of our Christianese words that we use a lot. And but what does it actually mean to give glory to something? Hey, welcome to Whitefields Community Church Sermon Extra. Great to be with you once again this week. I'm here with Pastor Nick Katie. He is the pastor of Whitefields Community Church here in Longmont, Colorado. And we find ourselves again this week, once again, in 1 Corinthians, uh, Paul's letter to the Corinthians, in our series called Grace and Truth. And we are in chapter 10, and we looked at the whole of chapter 10 this past week. And if you missed that, whitefieldschurch.com, you can go and find it there and uh, download it from the website. Or you can go YouTube, Facebook, uh, any of your favorite podcast platforms. Uh, you can find it there. And be, be sure to uh, subscribe, give us a thumbs up, rating and review, all of that good stuff. Um, that really, really helps us to bump us up in the algorithm. And, you know, as people are just asking, you know, people asking questions all the time on Google, you know, and they just type it in. What about this? And what about that? And what about when asking questions about God? And uh, we can provide them with, with Christ-centered and gospel-centered content. And, uh, you know, that's a part you can play in, in all of this as well. So here we are again in 1 Corinthians chapter 10 looking at 33 verses. And, and uh we wanted to start off with something really deep uh, today, and that was what happened to your roommates yeah. in the story that you told on Sunday. You know, it's funny. <laughs> I mentioned that I had four roommates, and I only talked about three of those roommates. And somebody asked me, well, what was up with the fourth guy? Well, the fourth guy was pretty normal. He just like had a job and went to work and came home, and that was all. Yeah. Like, But, you know, that's the thing about being the normal guy is that you're just not that interesting, yeah, yeah. I guess. You don't end up the Bible illustration. Right, right. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I uh, purposefully moved in with these guys because I thought, man, this is going to make for great sermon material <laughs> in, in 15 years from yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, yeah, what happened to them? Uh, one of them got married and lives in Iowa, of all places. Oh. Uh, another one also got married and he lives in Ireland. And then the third one I mentioned, he also got married, but he lives, he still lives in that, uh, that city in Hungary. And, um, uh, they all have had kids since then, and uh, I guess they're doing okay. Good, good. Well, that, yeah, that's good to hear. I know there was a lot of people that is quite, quite fearful <laughs> that yeah. their, their, you know, their beginnings, their genesis was not uh, necessarily good, and that. <laughs> but yeah, now that sounds like all ended up, uh, you know, well, even maybe the guy who smoked and. In, yeah. in his underwear and cooked onions. He's doing okay. He's, doing He's okay. a professional musician, very huh. uh, accomplished uh, trumpet player. Oh, that's and, right. Okay. Uh, yeah. And, um, you know, my guess is he probably still, you know, doing the things he loves. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'd hope that he's doing it to the glory of God, right? Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's kind of what we kind of finished on on Sunday when we got to the last verse. And we just kind of wanted to look at that just a little bit. It, you know, it says there in, in verse, uh, verse 31, it says, So when you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. And the first question that comes to mind is like, what does it mean? What what does it mean to give glory to God? What is that word? It's kind of one of our Christianese words that we use a lot. And But what does it actually mean to give glory to something? Yeah, no, great question. I, I think it's really important that we define these terms that we use so often, lest they lose their meaning. Mm -hmm. uh, to give glory to something, obviously the word glory is attached to the idea of light, and, um, and illumination. And I think if you were going to make it as simple as possible, think about it like this. 
it, it's like taking a flashlight and shining that flashlight or spotlight onto something. What you do is you illuminate it. And what happens when you illuminate it is you make it uh, visible to people. They, you help them to see it for what it is. And it brings attention to that thing. And so I would say that's what it means to glorify God, is to shine a spotlight on his goodness, his attributes. And the goal of that is to bring attention and appreciation in people's hearts and minds to that, which I, I think the desire is that it would lead them to praise him. That would be the goal. So like, for example, a well-known verse comes from the uh, Sermon on the Mount, where Jesus says in Matthew chapter 5, he actually starts the whole section by saying, you are the light of the world, right? A, a lamp that's lit uh, isn't lit to be to have a basket put over it, to be hidden under a basket. No, it's meant to be put in a place where it can illuminate. And then he says um, what we're to illuminate. He says, so therefore let your light so shine before others that they see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. So what he's saying is, You've been given a light. Use your light to point a spotlight at who God is, at his attributes, at his grace, and use your actions to do that. Use your actions to bring attention to God, his work in your life, and how good he is so that people would not glorify you, but so that people would uh, glorify God. And, you know, I think that's a really interesting thing because later on in one of the other gospels, Jesus says, I am the light of the world. Well, here in Matthew's gospel, Jesus says to his disciples, you are the light of the world and use your light to shine, uh, you know, spotlight on God. So how does that work? What does it mean that Jesus is the light of the world? We're the light of the world. Are we the same as Jesus? Do we have that inner light? Uh, you know, one of the ways to describe this is it's like the difference between the sun and the moon. The sun is a source of light, whereas the moon actually has no source unto itself. Rather, when we see the moon shining in the sky, and, and it does light things up, you know, especially uh, when there's a full moon, for example. Um, and the idea there is that the moon doesn't have its own light, but it reflects the light of the sun and it illuminates in that way. And, and so we're the light of the world in that sense, that we are only reflecting the light of God, Jesus, who is the source of all light. Yeah, and uh, another verse that came to mind, you know, it's one that I've gone back to many times, is is uh, in Colossians three, and and it just begins that the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. Just the idea that we're not bringing attention to us, we're not trying, and but we're also not trying to please man. And uh, and that's kind of been one of one of Paul's main themes now. These last three chapters that we've been looking at, we've been looking at this idea of Christian liberty and being stumbled, stumbling your brother. And you know when you want to, when you want to try and say, well, what should I do? You know, uh, it seems to me maybe you would agree that this verse kind of sums that up. Well, whatever you do, bring glory to God. It's a I think you know it's a great question to ask yourself. When you're faced with a situation, what would, you know, what would bring God glory mm -hmm. in this situation? Absolutely. And uh, it reminded me of that old Augustine quote that says, you know, love God and do whatever you want. 
and it seems so simplistic on the front, maybe even trite, but the depth of it, you know, it, it, it's like, well, love God. Well, what does it mean to love God? You know, and the idea, what does it mean for my life to bring glory to God? Are there those life decisions I'm making Monday through Friday and Saturday and Sunday, you know, Friday night when I'm going out doing something, you know, is that bringing glory to God? It's just a, a question we can ask ourselves, you know, in that moment. And I think that's kind of what Paul's been getting at these last three chapters, I think, is, you know, is what I'm doing going to bring glory to God? And, and, you know, and if I stumble my brother, certainly not going to bring glory to God, you know. And um, if I'm living in, you know, fear of my conscience, that's not going to bring glory to God and all these different things. And I think that for me, when I read that, it was kind of like summed up that idea, kind of bring it all together. Here's a question I can answer. You know, there's some, we're dealing with, you know, meat offered to idols right now. We're dealing with other things that are offered to idols and other things that are, our society is facing. And I think that's a great, you know, question for us to ask. Yeah. And, um, your shirt, it says, delight yourself in the Lord. I know that that's a particularly meaningful verse for you, but I think that this is very similar, right? If you are delighting yourself in the Lord, he will make your path straight because your focus is mm -hmm. on him. In the same way, if your focus in everything that you do is to bring glory to God, then yeah, that becomes the new uh, rubric for your life, right? Like, what should I do? You know, rather than asking, what can I get away with or what's required of me? We don't really think, I want to glorify God with my life. And you are going to be walking mm -hmm. in the right way if you are sincerely asking that question, living by that guideline. Um, and this idea of doing everything to the glory of God is really key to the uh, reformers. You know, this was actually one of the five solas of the Reformation, the, the solas being these statements where they say mm -hmm. only, right? Um, only through the scriptures can we know uh, God's will, etc. And so uh, one of them is um, soli deo gloria, right? Only to the glory of God do we do everything, right? We... So we want to do everything. And what they meant by that particularly was that they would say, no matter what your vocation, you, you know, if you are a farmer, if you're a dairy worker, if you are a computer programmer, which they didn't have a lot of those back no, then, but, no. uh, you know, he was, <laughs> we can apply that to today. Um, can you do it to the glory of God? What does it look like to do it to the glory of God and to the betterment of your fellow humans. So uh, I think that's a great question for everybody to ask, no matter what your job or what you're doing, right? Like if you're parenting kids at home, if you're going to work, how can I do what I'm doing today for God's glory? And as Paul says, also to help others. Yeah. And I, you know, I, the great composer, uh, Sebastian, Johann Sebastian Bach, he would write S D uh, G at the top of all of his music scores. And I got to see it once in a museum and that's exactly that. Sola uh, Deo Gloria, all for, solely for the glory of God. And I think this question, you know, as we, you know, just kind of wrap up that I think this question brings freedom. Just like you said, whatever you're doing, whatever our viewers, you know, that are watching or you're listening on a podcast, wherever you find yourself right now, whatever you are doing in word and deed, do for the glory of God. It doesn't mean you need to be a pastor or a missionary or go, you know, go to the slums of Calcutta or whatever, whatever you, that you might think is for God's glory. I mean, I think that's such a great freedom. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, 
due to the glory of God. I think it's just a great, in the in all we've been looking at, these three chapters, Paul, I think people felt like they were under the yoke of bondage to something, and, and Paul has kind of brought freedom. You know, we don't have bondage in Christ, we have freedom in Christ. And that's, I think this is one of those great freeing questions. Whatever you're doing, wherever you are, do it to the glory of God, and, and he will be blessed, and he will be glorified in that. So I think that's just a great way to, something to think about, something maybe just to meditate on that verse this week, you know, whatever you're doing. We, we gave you three verses, you know, Colossians 3.17, uh, Matthew 5.16, and here in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 31. Just what does it mean to give glory to God in the place that you find yourself this very moment? You know, wherever you are listening to this podcast or watching, what does that mean for you? And what does that answering that question mean for you? And if you feel like you're in bondage, you know, to something, you know, let God bring freedom in your life through this question. And, uh, you know, if you missed our sermon, on Sunday, whitefieldschurch.com. And we look forward to seeing you again next week. God bless.